About a year. Welcome back from your adventure. Thank you. I'm sure it was thrilling. It was thrilling and chilling because I was there in the wintertime. So can you explain your adventure now? You you couldn't really say before, but... Yes, for the four people listening, I was (laughs) uh, recently deployed to Afghanistan. I came back alive and with all of my limbs intact, so I'm very fortunate. Um, It was... A very interesting experience, definitely one I will never forget, and uh, it was a good time. I'd go back, uh, I'd go back whenever. Honestly, it sounds amazing. Yeah, it was it's a good time. I, when I get there, I'll tell you in person and show you pictures. <laughs> I cannot wait. You're coming in how many months? Like four uh, months. Four months. Yep, four months. That's crazy. What? What? I cannot wait. I'm very excited. I'm trying to think. It's been so long since we recorded. I'm trying to remember if we had Teddy when we recorded last. Uh, so we recorded last, what, in August? Or no, we recorded it in like June. So I didn't even have a son yet that, born. That's crazy. Now you have progeny. And now I have a nearly 10-month-old son. That's how long it's been since we recorded <laughs> time time flies when you're having sons you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's that's the old phrase so yeah things are things are very different for both of us things yes, are, we've had a I, big busy year we are very different people now from when when <laughs> the four people that are myself and my girlfriend and random people in china have heard us yeah so apparently our viewers are in the united states the united kingdom Pakistan, China, Welcome. and Russia. Welcome. I think it was Jinping, China. So welcome yes. to our Chinese viewer. We totally support Russian collusion for viewership of our podcast. Or listenership, <laughs> actually. It's an audio. Yeah, listenership of the podcast. And then uh, Islamabad. Welcome. Yeah, it, it is very bad. Nice. Shh. Can I add a sound effect there? Speaking of controversial topics, should we just kick off the new segment? Sure. So you brought this up like an hour ago. We were playing Minecraft and you brought up a concept. Yes. And then I just said, let's not even discuss it. Let's just wait for the podcast. So do you want to just, first of all, before you discuss the podcast, do you want to discuss, 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 discuss the concept that you came up with for a running show yes so originally i wanted it to be its own standalone thing but the more i thought about it i think it's probably best to kind of introduce it here in segments and track the analytics and if it's more popular or popular enough it could be its own thing but i wanted to bridge the gap between issues things that people disagree with because i noticed that it's very difficult to talk about topics nowadays without people calling you a nazi or calling you a snowflake or calling you this or that there's no real exchange of ideas it's a lot of like mud slinging over a fence so i came up with this idea which i thought was a pretty good name uh so the name of this segment and it will be a running segment is civil disagreements and essentially we're just going to talk like there's no malice or ill will it it could range from like playful, like, do you like mayonnaise? Yes or no. And then if one of us doesn't like mayonnaise, then which I don't, then we can talk <gasps> about why. Your segment. Cause I hate, I can't, I cannot even stand the smell of it. I will vomit like as a prank when I was in <laughs> Afghanistan, I'm not even kidding. As a prank, my buddies would like put cups of mayonnaise all over my bed. Oh Ew. my gosh. Dude, Just like bad. straight into your bed. No, just like a cup of like a cup inside a cup. Oh, I thought you meant there no, were four cups of mayonnaise in your bed. No, my man, fist would have been thrown. <laughs> yeah, so I was then, like, that's not really a like funny a, joke. No, it 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 started off as like them doing it to me, and then it kind of went like back and forth. So then it would I would put mayonnaise like all over people's beds and stuff. It it was a good thing. 
I don't like it. So that's maybe a future funny, lighthearted segment. But today's, uh, I mean, I think it's funny because I think it's true. And I don't know if anybody else does. Is I don't think that equality is a real thing. I think it's one of the most harmful things you could strive for. Uh, like as an ideology, I think that politically it has been used to mentally enslave people. Um, and the whole diversity programs, uh, how you call it? Um, there was another word for it. I forget what it is. But striving for equality, I think, is just the absolute worst thing you could do as a person, as an American. Like identity politics, is, it's all garbage to me. I think now, it's I think, the most harmful thing. I think it requires a bit more explanation than that because like like earlier my first statement was well so you don't see all human beings as being created equal because that was what i understood it as because sure when you first said that i was like well that's completely opposite to what i thought you believed in which is the constitution and upholding that which is that all humans are created equal yeah of course and i think that like saying it the way that i did and saying it the way that i do is sort of like clickbaity where it's like people are like, excuse moi And then I get to kind <laughs> of go on and explain what I mean. So I will, I will go into it. Do you want me to go first? Yes, go for it. Okay. So I'll issue a caveat first. So that way everyone kind of doesn't like edit this down and be like, Steven is a, for sure a racist. Because I'm not. <laughs> <clears throat> what I'm not saying, this is what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is that I believe that people are, I don't believe in supremacy. Right? I don't believe in supremacy based on arbitrary factors such as your skin color or your race or your religion or your sexual orientation or your gender. Okay. I think that everybody has equal opportunity. Right, That's, okay. That is what I believe in. Everyone is on the same level playing field and the outcomes are left up to you. So – for instance, if you want to talk about like weightlifting, you know that I like to weightlift, right? Yeah. You I cannot, I, right, but not as much as Half Thor Bjornsson, and that <laughs> depresses me, right? Half Thor Bjornsson, he's the mountain in Game of Thrones. He's the world's strongest man. I cannot, he's his, his warm up is literally like my one rep max, where I'm like, I'm struggling and sweating and cursing, trying to bench, and he's like repping it out for an easy 20. I'm not equal to him. We are not equal. And therefore, we should not be afforded the same level of respect. We should not be afforded the same level of treatment. Like people should, if, if Thor Bjornsson and I are in the same gym and someone came up to me and was like, hey, yo, what do you do for your workout routines? I'd be like, are you dumb? Like, are you dumb? What are you talking to me for? Go talk to that guy. Because I don't have... I have not subjected my body to the same level of training as he has. And therefore I don't believe that I deserve the same respect in that realm. Right. So, and, and when I, when I mean that realm is like, there are different, there are different levels of equality. And I used air quotes, but this is an audio medium. So I have to say that, <laughs> um, you know, because while he might be a lot stronger than I am and a lot bigger than I am, you know, I might be a lot better at other things than he is. And there are some people that are, you know, there's differences of gifts and abilities, natural genetic, you know, abilities that people have. And if they take the time to dig into those abilities and to exercise them, whether it's physically, mentally, morally, whatever, then they should deserve respect more than someone that doesn't. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from, where I'm saying like the equality should not, you shouldn't strive for equality because that's, that's laziness. That's saying I want to be the same as everybody without putting in the same amount of work as everybody else. Right. That's why I like, go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you See, like I, 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 I kind of understand the concept, like in, in that analogy of you and the mountain, that makes sense. If somebody's standing yes. in front of the two of you, you are not his equal and nobody really yes. is. He is yes. 
the the leader. But when it comes to other aspects, I think that opens up a bit of a a gray area of who defines who is superior and who's not. Like, is that not the road that Hitler went down in determining who was he decided that not every human was equally deserving of life and decided this group and this group and this group are not deserving of life. So I'm going to kill them. And the rest of you guys are, you're, you're more worthy. And I think you said you don't agree with supremacy of any kind, but does that not automatically mean that you agree with equality? Because equality is the, opposite of supremacy no because i believe that people should be treated according to what they can do right so for instance if you want to talk about like diversity programs in america where i'll give you an example later on after i explain it uh that i i talked to a woman young young woman in one of my classes when i was a student um but I think that the diversity programs are saying everyone gets an equal hiring. You know, mm-hmm. it, we're going to push for more black people in the workforce. We're going to push for more gay people in the workforce, more trans, more this, more that, more that. And I see it as being chic, right? It's fashionable to be gay. It's fashionable to be trans. It's fashionable to be that. Um, and instead of saying you are somebody who can provide for this business, you are someone who's going to make this business money. Uh, you are someone that's a valuable asset. We are only going to hire you because we need more black people, gay people, women, trans people, et cetera, et cetera. That is the definition of prejudice. That is the definition of saying you are nothing to me. You mean nothing but what you look like, who you want to have sex with, what you have between your legs, and whether or not you took that thing off and replaced it with something else, right? Like it, that, that is the definition of prejudice. It's saying that you mean nothing to me but arbitrary factors. And, and to me, I think true equality comes from celebrating our natural diversities. And by natural diversities, you have natural hierarchies. You have natural people who are natural systems in which people fall and rise and fit into areas where they are better than other people. You know, I don't think like you look at celebrities, like we don't treat celebrities like what they're equal. Nobody, nobody, like, I'm not saying that they should, but no, but like, <laughs> I don't have hordes of women following me, taking pictures, asking for my autograph. Well, why not? If everyone is equal, why not? I mean, who, who in their right mind, if I started a campaign of saying everyone should treat me like a celebrity, I mean, it might give me some celebrity if it got enough press coverage. <laughs> right. And that's the irony, but who in their right mind would be like, yeah, this random dude from Bumblefuck, New Jersey deserves the same level of star treatment as, you know, whatever his name is, Chris Pratt, right? Like, it, it, there's just no, there's no bridge there. There's no connection there. And, and that's kind of what I'm saying. So I'll field this to you. I want you to imagine that our podcast is on the verge of being monetized and whatever, and okay. we're about to make some money, all right? And so we... You know, we put out a APB on our podcast and we said, if you are an audio engineer, yada, yada, send us your resume. If you're qualified, if we like you, we'll, uh, we'll hire you. Okay. Yeah. And so you get, you get two resumes. The first resume, the dude's got a master's degree in audio engineering. He's got a bachelor's degree in social media marketing, and he can project our like with advertisements and soliciting advertisements and guest speakers and things like that, he is projecting to give us a revenue of $50,000 a year, his first year working with us. Right. Okay. And I said he, but let's just pretend I said they, right. Just to keep it ambiguous. Okay. Cause I don't want you to think, Oh, he's talking about a man versus a woman. Let's keep it ambiguous and say that person number two, they submit their resume and they say, you know, I've done freelance audio work. I've worked on a couple things for my church. I've done audio, this, this, and that. Uh, I, I can do social media, you know, it's it, whatever. And he projects that, or again, they project that they can bring us a revenue of $25,000 a year, right? Which one are you going to hire? The first one. 
Now, what if I told you that that first one is a cisgendered white man who voted for Donald Trump, and the second person is a trans black lesbian Jew, right? And, and, and our whole thing, let's say our whole thing is diversity, right? We, all, we want diversity. You, when, when you didn't put, when there were no labels on either one, when you didn't know what they looked like, you picked the one that was more qualified. Yeah. And I think that the problem is, is saying, when you push for diversity and you push, you push for equality, you then remove equality because it's not, you're, not, you're not saying you're equal to me. You're not saying that they're, you know, we're not, we're not hiring you because we think that you're worth something. We're hiring you because of what you are and what it will look like for us, if that makes sense. See, I understand. And I think that that's important. I understand the, the concept of it. I, I know that nowadays in our culture, businesses have to seek diversity in, in uh, interviewing certain ethnic groups or or whatever um and they have to do that and give a certain amount of people a chance whether they're qualified or not sure but the thing is even though i don't necessarily agree with that concept like that part of it i agree with you the the sad reason that that's present is because if it weren't there there would be instances of racism sexism um homophobia um if if those issues weren't present we wouldn't need mandatory policies on you need to give these many people a chance and like for us that wouldn't be an issue because neither one of us are racist neither one of us are sexist we wouldn't care what a person looks like or sounds like or who they like uh, sexually, that wouldn't matter. It would be what skills do you bring to the table? Are they effective to what we're doing? And that would be the criteria. Right. <clears throat> but in other cases, it's not. I mean, you think it wasn't that long ago that gay people were just and, and still are in a lot of ways discriminated against, sure. uh, pushed to the outskirts of, of community. And and the opposite sure. of they were told you aren't equal, you are shameful and disgusting. And right. then you go back further, and it wasn't that long ago that women were kind of pushed and marginalized and said you aren't equal, you don't have the same rights as men. Um, and so as a society, we're progressing in in growing as a whole of understanding, but that that wasn't too long ago in our past. So there are still that, that, that mindset is still present in some people. So society is, is only as strong as its weakest link. Like that is a common saying. And one of the things that in, in a teaching setting, when you have a class of students, if you give them some freedom, there are times where a few mess it up for the whole and you say, okay, well now I have to take this freedom away. And the ones who, we're doing fine and following the rules are a bit like, well, why do I lose the freedom? Because they messed up. And there are some times where it's not always the case, but there are some times where it's like, I have to, because they ruined it for everybody. So we have to now adjust the rules to follow them. And that is kind of what the, those hiring systems are. I think it's, it's a bit of a, we have to put these in place because there are still weak links in our society that think, Sure. Racist, sexist, sure. that that even though we might not see someone who looks different or sounds different and assumes that they are inferior because of those qualities that we described right. earlier. And I, I think that that would be. I think that those reasons are why I'm such a staunch capitalist, right, is because capitalism is fueled by greed. You cannot be a racist capitalist because if I own a business and I am greedy and I need to make more money, right? And it's a competitive market. 
I'm not going to care about race or sex or, you know, sexual orientation or religion or anything like that, because I'm going to say this tranny Muslim dude may go again. Maybe I'm maybe I am a cisgendered conservative, you know, Trump voting Christian and I own a business. And if a tranny Muslim, you know, gay, whatever person comes in and they will make me more money than a cisgendered white freaking Trump voting Republican. I'm going to hire the person that's going to make me more money because I'm greedy. And I think that that is, I think that that's one of the benefits of capitalism is just saying that you don't necessarily, you don't, you can't afford to be racist because it's, you know, no business owner in their right mind. This is a, bit by Gavin McInnes, you know, would look at a, uh, a resume like this example I gave you before and list all of these qualifications and he's projected to bring in this much money and he's going to do this for the company and yada, yada. Oh, he's a black man, right? Like nobody does that. That's a, it's a boogeyman, frankly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think that there are some pockets of racism in America. I don't, I believe that. I think that there are some people in America who are still deeply racist. That's, uh, that's not going away. And maybe not that it's not going away, but that it's still here. But I think on a whole, the systemic oppression of people, like this, this might be a sensitive topic and we'll wade into the waters very slowly. <laughs> like the the concept not even the concept the bold face bold face not bald face the bold face lie that is that women get paid less than the same job as if they were a man or however you would say it without fumbling through it that that is is one of the most it's it's a lie it doesn't happen because when they did that study guess who they factored in who mothers who don't work People who do not work, women who do not work. And so, of course, the numbers are going to go down when you take the average. Of course, they are. Of course, it's going to look scary. And I think that the problem is, is that you create these boogeymans or boogeymen and say that, you know, women are getting paid less than men, even though they do the same type of work. And do you know where that's not true is in New York. And it's not true is because business owners in New York are so damn terrified of being labeled as a sexist that they pay women more than men. And that is insane. That's insane to me. You know, I, I think that I think that when you when you look for monsters, too often, every bump in the night is going to make you scream. You know, everything that looks bad is going to look ten times worse. And if you are already predisposed to be like there are monsters everywhere, someone can come up with a lie and say that women get paid less than men for the same type of work. And you will believe it because you believe that America is too sexist to over like it's it's so sexist that it overrides the greed. See, I can't I don't know anything about that. So I I don't really feel qualified to discuss that study because I've not looked into it like you have. That's fair. But enough. what what I can say is like I see stories like for example, in America, I don't, I don't remember what state it is, that, that bakery that didn't even want to bake a cake for a gay couple sure. and refuse them service and things like that. And so you, I don't think anybody can say that it's not happening. Maybe it's not happening to the degree that the media or, or society, but yes. there is sexism. The whole issue with the bakery and the wedding cakes for the gay people is like, if you left that to its own devices and you just said, this is a place that doesn't do this, it will sort itself out eventually because that's again, the beauty of capitalism is saying that like, they're not the only cake bakery in the universe. If they were, maybe we'd have a problem, but what capitalism sets up is a competitive market that says, you are not the only cake bakery in the universe. And therefore you need to, if you want to make money, you don't, if you don't care about money, send it, do whatever you want. But if you care about making money, you need to be competitive and you need to be competitive in 
realms of whatever. So if you want to be a bigot for whatever reason and say, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to serve gay people because of my sincerely held religious beliefs. That's fine. You're an American. You're entitled to do that. Congratulations. But what that does for you is it puts a black mark on you and it says maybe another bakery would say, well, we can cash in on this. Like we'll make some money off this and we'll put a big ass rainbow flag outside of our bakery and be like, everybody's welcome. And guess who's going to go to that bakery? The same people that were going to spend money, you know, at bigot bakeries now go to this other one. The See, same money that was going to be spent is now spent at a different place. And eventually over time, that problem corrects itself. See, and this is – I think the the difference is the viewpoint on what the core issue is because you're coming at it from the viewpoint that – like a like a capitalist viewpoint, a mindset of money and figures of of that correcting itself. For me, my viewpoint is that, and and probably the same viewpoint of why we have these systems in place is that there shouldn't ever be a situation where someone is discriminated, discriminated against for those things for their skin color or whatever. And so the issue is not because you said if there was another bakery that, sold cakes then we wouldn't have an issue but i would say yeah we would still have an issue because there are people that are discriminating on others that that is the issue not yeah the but then you're then the you're going to get into then you're going to get into thought policing then you're going to get into saying you can't think these thoughts like i mean if like if if i don't say my deepest darkest secrets do i still have them of yes. course i do of course it doesn't change the fact that i if I never vote, like, let's say that I was just vehemently prejudiced against black people, just the most racist person you could imagine. But I never vocalized it when I went out in public. I never said anything. I never gave off any clues. But just every time I saw a black person, speaking of which, I think, oh, never mind. Um, every time I saw a, a black person, like, walk down the street or whatever, and I just in my head, I was like, this all the racial slurs just in my head was rolling but on the outside it was calm as could be never vocalized it you're saying that that's still an issue no not necessarily there's a difference between the interior thought of what's going on in your head and when that expresses itself into an action whether that is okay that's a word or an or a physical action like that's fair. A, a sneer or something. If you want to be sure. racist on the inside, I think you still have an issue. I think there's still something wrong with your concept of humanity, but that's a, that's not an issue to me in the sense that what am I trying to say? It's, it's, it's an issue that you would, you would still see a human being that way, but it's not affecting anybody else if that's not expressed in any way the only person that that is known to is the individual it resides in sure it's when that comes outward and that is expressed to others whether it be someone of of the same grouping or or the person that you are discriminating against that's when it becomes an issue to me sure and and i think my my issue isn't really with discrimination it's it's more along the lines of, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be so focused on maligning other people for their differences, but we should celebrate people for their differences. It's, it's, it's not saying that it's, it's not saying that you need to be equal to me. It's that you are separate, but equal. Like we're not the same. And there are people that I, I can't fix a car to save my life. I can't, I can't do it. There are people that are better than me at that. I'm not equal to them. But I'm not going to say that I should be afforded the same level of treatment as a like a licensed auto mechanic. And I think that that's true with all aspects of life. It doesn't matter. Like when you have everyone the same, you're just going to get 50 shades of gray. But you get the true rainbow flag if you celebrate your diversity. If you, if you actually celebrate the fact that we are different, we're not equal. No one's equal. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And they make us unique, right? Like it's, 
it's you know you're not combining all of the colors of the Crayola box and saying everyone's now the same shit color brown. That's not a racial slur, by the way. That's just literally, you know, whatever. But <laughs> what I mean is that when you when you push for that concept of everybody is treated the same, then then you lose what makes us human. And what makes us human is the fact that we are different. And if you approach things and saying everyone should be treated equally, well, that's that's not true. It's just not true. I'm not saying that I, that. And I understand that that level of thinking can be used by people who are deeply racist and saying, well, yeah, Steve said that, you know, we should identify our differences and whatever. And so I'm going to whatever and go forth and be a racist. That's that's really not what I'm saying. And I understand that those are some pitfalls. But the more people that you have that are good, decent, moral people, because like. Do I think it's weird that people are transgender? Yeah, I do. Do I like the fact that they're going after children? No, I don't really at all. Do I like the fact that, you know, Instagram or Snapchat had a filter that says love has no age? I don't appreciate that at all. And I think that that's disgusting. But, and actually I was going to say, but I won't speak out against, you know, if you want to cut your cock off or whatever. But like, I would speak out against pedophilia. Like, I'm sorry. I don't really think that that's... Okay. Well, I don't think anybody um, does. Any rational? Let me rephrase that. I don't think any rational person does. So what? Uh, see, see, I it's a gray a area because I I, whole... I see what you're saying. Because then you say, well, how do you define what's rational? Who who in society is the one that sets the line of and that's, what is that's rational? Exactly where I was going to go down is like what like let's say that let's say that 50 years ago, you and I are talking and we're talking this way about gay people or women. Right. Like society, I guess, dictates the norms. Yeah. Right. So who's to say that in 30 years, you know, when we're all old and gray and sitting on our rocking chair and be like, these fucking pedophiles and everyone's like, shut up, you bigot. That's okay. We've progressed now. It's like, well, is it? Does it like just because society makes something so I'm, I'm not trying to go down the rabbit hole that I'm about to go down. But I did. That is an interesting thought to me is like. What separates, what is it, just time? Like time plus nothing equals morals? I think like, it's, I don't... it's the, the collective, the, the group decision. I think... So like if, it, if in 40 years the group decision was that pedophilia was okay, would you just be like, yes, okay? I don't think that you and I would, no, in the same way that I understand that the mindset towards gay people for for at, at least me personally speaking and and i'm assuming you is is a bit easier to accept for someone that's older they might not because back in their time most of their life it wasn't a societal norm whereas for me pretty much my whole life that has been a, i mean well not even my whole life when i was younger it was it was, it was even taboo. quiet yeah it was still a bit taboo yeah. and now it's not i mean it only became yeah it only became like a like, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, like faggot was the insult. Like, that's just what you said to people. Like, that was just the thing. So I think in that situation, maybe 50 years down the line, if that was what society did, which I don't think it will. But if it was, obviously I would and you would speak out against that and not support but I think that. that, that. And so I maybe that that we'd be viewed as like question, the though. old not progressive thinking yeah stuck in your then values i don't know but yeah. i i don't think i think that that's an interesting that. question though is because like then then it's like does well i mean they're already pushing for it they already are like it's already happening like the lgbt plus you can't paint that on is, that brush though like, but it is but but i'm not the one painting it like they've already dipped the brush in the color i'm just using the strokes man like they they've already made efforts to say that they should be included and they've said that pederasts, which I think is people that are attracted to children but don't act on it, that's totally fine. And I think that that's insane. I think that that's absolutely mind-bogglingly insane. And I think that that leads to the question then is like, well, what if we are on the wrong side of history on this issue? And then if that's the case, does 
does time equal morals? Like does time, like society, if, if society dictates the morals, I think that that's a very dangerous place to be because if it doesn't, right. And I'm not trying to get into like any theological or philosophical discussion on morality or like a moral lawgiver. Cause I don't really know where I stand on all that, but I, I, I think that that's a very interesting question because I look at it like, and you look at it like it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's not normal. It's wrong. It's disgusting. It's abhorrent. But in 50 years from now, when we're, you know, 70 years old, if we're still alive, if it becomes normalized, which it, I mean, like, I'm not just being an Alex Jones about it and saying that this is happening. Like there is reason for me to believe that it could happen where, like I said, with these filters uh, on social media, I've seen different campaigns saying that people that are just attracted to children that don't act on it is fine. See, I wouldn't say I, that the, L- I, I, again, I've not looked into this, so I don't know if I have the, the standing to to speak on it but what i would say is i don't know that you can say the entire lgbt community supports this no 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 i'm when i say the campaign i just mean like the campaign like i don't know if every i don't know if every gay person i don't even know if every gay person appreciates trans people like i don't i don't know how they think i'm not one of them i don't get it i don't i don't understand it i'm not part of that world i don't i don't even think about it like i don't I, what I don't want is for them to go after children. That's, I think that that's just the worst thing that you could do. I think, I think that, that is just absolutely despicable. Well, okay, so let me ask. We're kind of going off on a, a rabbit trail, but I kind of think it's an interesting discussion. Do you? Okay, so you say that – I just lost it. I started talking and then I lost it. Okay. Come back. For – straight oh, gosh dang it my brain work hold on i gotta try and rethink this thought out because it was an it was a interesting idea what was it ba- basically i'm not gonna be able to word it how i had it in my brain but like why why do you think it is that someone who is gay suddenly supports these other things or would be more inclined to support these other things as opposed to someone straight because do you think straight people would support pedophilia being normalized i think so this is the way that i look at american politics maybe not american politics but like identity politics as a whole right like i don't know if you were like i was just out of high school before having a gay best friend was like the thing you know what i'm talking about mm. you, know, you know what i'm saying when i say that like i don't yeah like having a gay best friend is the thing like it's chic it's cool it's you're popular if you have a gay best friend like joey has a lot of gay best friends i don't care they're nice people i don't mind them they're good dudes some of them are women that's fair enough but i think that the more that society progresses and says this is the new thing trans is the new thing now people will look at it as well if i have a trans friend then maybe I'll be seen as inclusive. And I think that honestly, like, I think that most people go at it with pure intentions. Like they want to be, they want to seem inclusive. They want to seem welcoming. They want to seem, they don't want to seem standoffish. You know, like it's a safe space here. That, yada, yada, that kind of line of logic, that kind of line of thinking. So I think that given enough time and it's like the frog in the pot of boiling water, you heat it up slow enough, it won't jump out. I think that given enough time, and if done correctly, then yes, people, I think straight, I think straight people would accept it in the same way that like, cause I think even for me, like I was born in the time where trans people like that is like my version of gay people. Like, I'm like, I don't understand that, but welcome to America. You have the freedom and liberty to cut off your penis and replace it with a pussy and vice versa fair enough but like i don't understand it i think it's weird i think it's super weird but i think that given enough time people will want to seem inclusive and that in that 
effort to be inclusive, if pedophilia is legitimized as one of the letters in the acronym, then yes, I think people but would. What, what people I'm would saying is, why does that automatically be attached in your mindset to those other things? Because I think that it's, it's, it's like other, right? So like, because I don't think that, I think that when they created the movement, when they created the LGBT movement, and they said that we want to be included, you know, we're gay, we're, we're here, we're queer, get used to it, that type of thing. Yeah. The whole, the whole pride parade encompasses all swaths of different things. Be proud of who you are. Be proud to be gay. Be proud to be a lesbian. Be proud to be trans. Be proud to be this. Be proud to be that. And I think that when you have something that is socially taboo, you're going to want to include it in the, I, like when I, I don't think that it's included. I just seen things online where the P for pederasts and pedophilia is included. Like I'm not just making it up and saying like, it's part of the thing because I said so. I'm saying it's part of the thing because they said so. But I think that they include it because it's other. It's, but I don't it's think a sexual that's, attraction. Is the issue. I, I don't think you can say they because you have no idea who that is that's doing that. You, there is no, no, no face like, to like, that person who adds that to that thing. Like there is sure, but like, w- but if it gets enough steam, there is somebody that is doing it. There is somebody that's saying, and I think the reason, the more I think about it, the reason that I would naturally just be like, yeah, that's part of the whole movement is because the whole LGBT movement is about sexual attraction and sexual orientation. Like gay is you're sexually attracted. If you're a man, you're sexually attracted to another man, lesbian, woman, woman, bisexual. Yeah. But why sexually in my mindset, I don't, I don't know why there has to be a divide between straight on one side. And then the other side is LGBTQ, everything else. That I don't. That is the opposite of equality. That's not what I agree in. I think, and and in some ways it is forced, like you said back in the day, where it was we're here, we're queer, get used to it. But I understand why they had to do that in that time period, where that was at the start of their rights movement, and it was like sure. y- you need to recognize us as people. We are here, and you need to recognize that we. This is who we are. Are queer. Sure. And I get that. But maybe there's an aspect of this discussion that you've, you've changed my mind a little bit in the sense that you've discussed pedophilia, which I think is absolutely disgusting. And I think there's not much more that is despicable than to take advantage of children. A child. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's just... That's so the, the question is, does that person, so if you think of the worst person who's ever done that, yes. do they deserve the same equal rights as the most highest moral standing citizen of your community? No. I, I don't think so. No, they don't. I don't think that, I don't think that criminals, like I don't think that, like I don't think that criminals should have the same rights. And when I say criminals, I don't mean like you get arrested for a dime bag of weed. Like I don't, that's not what I mean. Murderers, but I don't think that like murderers, rapists, rapists pedophilia people, like pedophiles, uh, like even people that go to jail for like embezzlement, you should not be allowed to vote. You shouldn't be allowed to vote. You have given up your rights as an American citizen by being a piece of shit. And you deserve to be nothing. You deserve to be nothing, like of no consequence to the function of America. You don't deserve it. And, and I think that, you know, as being logically consistent as I can be, I, I, don't, I don't think, like I, I used to make a joke where I used to say that instead of like the death penalty, you should create like Abu Ghraib, but in America, like the worst prison imaginable, like the worst thing imaginable. And if you are convicted of pedophilia and like serious, serious rape, serious murder, like if you're just a degenerate person, despicable, degenerate person, you go to this place and from sunup to sundown, you are tortured, just 
whatever the whatever the COs want to do to you, they want to bust in your room and shoot you with paintballs. Fair enough. They want to throw water on you and turn the air down to fucking thirty degrees. Send it. Whatever they want to do, they do that for your entire life. They keep you alive. They feed you. They give you water, and you just suffer for the rest of your life. And, See, I, and then I, this, I said that as like a joke. Like I'm not actually serious. I don't mean that. But like, I, I think that there is some level of there is some level of mistreatment that needs to be done to people that are bad people. I, I mean, the, like the concept of a last meal, like for people on death row, has always kind of blown my mind. When you see some of the things that they shit. get, is better than a lot of people in our society eat ever. Yeah, dude. And they get it. And I understand, I, like my brain grasps the concept of it's like, well, this is a human being and it's their last meal on earth. So we're going to give them a nice though? thing. But then the majority of me thinks that person voided that when they committed that crime. Or yeah, that dude. Fuck um, I think then that opens the door. I think all of the ideas that we've discussed is not a 40 minute discussion. It is a lifelong discussion. Yes. A, maybe even centuries long discussion. Yes. Cause that opens the door then is like, where do you draw the line over what can someone redeem themselves from or be redeemed from what actions sure. are you can, you can change and alter your life and which ones are, no, you're written off as a human being. You're done. You've, you've messed it up. Like does a, does a child who, who kills someone, is it the same as an adult who kills someone or, Someone who's I mean, high depend, and someone I think, and, and I think it would depend because it's like, you know, I think that someone who is seriously psychopathic and sociopathic and who cannot empathize with a human being, if you have that degeneracy and that deviancy in your soul, you are an animal. Like nobody feels bad. Well, except for like PETA, but like nobody feels bad for sharks when they die. No one's like, oh, man, a shark that ate some things died. Nobody was, like, sad at the end of Jaws. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's because that's a murderer. That's a murderer to me. Like, if you have no constant, like, Ted Bundy, a shark. He's a shark. He's not doing it out, like, even if it was out of just pure malice and hatred and spite. Like, you're, you're just an animal. You're just an, you're a beast. And you should be dealt with accordingly. You shouldn't be treated the same way as a human being who is cognitively able to determine between should I murder a person or should I not? Should I have empathy with a person or should I not? You know, and I think that with children, it's tricky because psychopathy can start young. It can start very young. And yeah. There, I was listening to a podcast on this kid who was like a serial killer. He racked up like 12 kills by the age of like 14. Wow. Death. Put him to death. Kill him. What is What can be redeemed from that? Like that's not, that's not someone who made a mistake. That's not someone who caught their wife or husband cheating. It's not someone who was high or who was drunk and they were behind the wheel. It's not someone who made a mistake. It's somebody who is deeply deeply broken and i i don't may and maybe it's just ignorance of human psychology but like i don't see them as ever being able to be fixed because that's like being like oh yeah put a shark on a leash and i'm taking him around in my swimming pool it's like no that is a shark and it will murder you if you don't act accordingly i think like it's i'm all for i'm all for like like i have snakes in my yard Right, like I have garter snakes, I have rat snakes, and I'll catch them and like show them to my brother and show them to my mom. I'll take pictures and send them to Joey and stuff like that. But like, if I came across a rattlesnake, which there was a rattlesnake in my yard, we get them in North Jersey or in where I'm at in North America. It's rare, but like, they are here. There's timber rattlesnake. We had a big wood pile, and thankfully I couldn't see it or anything because I, I mean, like I would have killed it. Spoiler. Alert. That's where I'm going with this. But like I was walking in my yard and I heard like the as I was walking by this wood pile, I was like, oh fuck, that's a rattlesnake. It's like, oh no. So I went to grab my gun, came out back, I was like poking around, looking for it, couldn't find it. 
So it either went away or whatever. But there are different levels of snakeitude. Do you know what I mean? Like there are different levels of of snaky behavior. Like you shouldn't mur- like execute somebody who is, you know, arrested for embezzlement. You shouldn't arrest or murder somebody or kill somebody for a bag of weed or even like a bunch of coke. But like if you got a rattlesnake in your yard, you kill that thing. You kill it because the only thing it's going to do is harm you. It's the only thing it's going to do. It might get rid of a few pests, but that's really not fitting my analogy. The only thing it's going to do is harm you, you know, like that's, and I think that that's the same thing. Like you should treat people according to what they do and who they are. You shouldn't like, and, and I don't think that that is being inconsistent with my opinion because when, when you say that this person deserves this job because he is gay to bring it all tied up in a nice little bow. If you say this person deserves this job only because he's gay, then you're saying he's better than me because he's gay. And that's supremacy. That might apply for some jobs. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, like like the, you know, back to the analogy of the mountain, there are some positions where that might make that person more qualified than either one of us. Exactly. It just depends on the point. I, this is just a giant mixed up thing where I don't think there is a straight answer or gay answer. <sighs> you know, I said that and I, I knew in my head you were going to say that as I was saying it. <laughs> I think it's difficult because now I'm like sort of in the mindset. I, I don't know. I think maybe it's another discussion for another episode of send it. Like, oh, I don't even know what my brain's trying to say. Like, who deserves what? I think, I think everybody should be given an opportunity. Yeah, maybe, and not, that's what I said in the beginning. Yeah, maybe not. Cho- oh God, I don't even know what my brain's trying to say. It's like just blown. Spit it out. I think everybody should be given the opportunity. I still agree that. We have to, as society, work to our weakest links. And unfortunately, the weak links of our society are racist, homophobic, sexist, trash bags. Whether there's a lot of them or, or a few of them, they're still there. And so we still, unfortunately, have to have concepts of forcing companies to interview a certain amount of different uh, minority groups because within America or the world, actually within the world, there would be, if that wasn't there places where people miss out because of those aspects of them. And I would rather have it to where people are forced to be interviewed or, or companies are forced to interview people because of those qualities, whether they hire them or not than to have a system where there are people missing out on life because they were denied an opportunity because of those qualities. Sure. So I, 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 I it's weird. I, I like, I agree and disagree with the concept at the exact same time. That's the essence of civil disagreements. <laughs> no, I mean like there's a lot that we could go on about too. Cause like, <clears throat> You know, one thing that came to my mind, and I really don't even want to get into it because that's another discussion. It really is. Yeah. But like with the whole immigration policy in America, like the way that I see it, like you were saying about people needing a leg up sometimes and we should afford people certain rights. I get it. I'm not a monster. I get it. But at the same time, if somebody has worked their ass off and I'm going to use immigration as an example. If someone has worked their ass off to immigrate to this country legally, it looks like an absolute debacle to see people coming in illegally with minimal effort, with just being smuggled across the border. Like if I was a if I was somebody who was like a legal immigrant and I saw that happening, I'd be like, what the fuck did I work for? What did I do all this work for if all I had to do was this? See, I, you know, under, what I did understand. I have to, what that. did I have to go to college for and get all these degrees if I could just come out as trans and 
whatever. See, I understand that. And I do think immigration could probably be another discussion for us. Oh, for sure. Dude, that's a... But what I would say is the people that see that are viewing it through their perception of how the road looked for them. As opposed to how the road looks for the other person. I mean, it's not always that cut and dry. And I I know that from experience personally with immigration. It's not always just that easy sometimes like you you i mean i'll go full in depth of the story of how ann and i kind of got screwed over and wound up halfway across the world and just dumped which resulted in a massive visa issue and and immigration issue for us that's what we'll we'll do that for sure because it's it's not always cut and dry and so i know it's not you can't uh, there was there was a saying i i once got told by by a wise person who I respect greatly. Um, and I think it applies to this whole conversation with the LGBT community and immigration and all of that, sure. which is um, broad strokes make messy painters. When you, when you paint sure. in broad strokes, it doesn't always work well. And I think that that is kind of the issue is we want to broad stroke everything as a society, but it's, Everything's so intricate. There's there's too many variables and things that we need to work around. It's not that easy. Because we are all different. We all have different yeah. viewpoints and and I and, and I think that and I think that what our differences make us human. And instead of saying, and I agree with you. I mean, I really do. Like, uh, uh, I again, I could go into some things too, uh, but. I think that what makes us human and what makes us function like as a country, and it's what should make us function is saying that I am strong in X, Y, and Z, and I am weak in A, B, and C, and you are strong in A, B, and C, but you're weak in X, Y, and Z. So guess what? We can help each other and progress and move forward. Right. I think if if we all had that mindset, society would be fantastic. Yeah, and, and, and I wish we did. I wish we did too, because that that is saying I'm not equal to you. I'm not as good as you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afforded the same talents and gifts and abilities. I haven't put in as much work as you. I haven't done this, this, and this. I haven't gone to as much schooling as you. I'm not as well versed as you. So maybe you can help me out. And you're you look like you're deficient in this and this and this and that's okay to say that you're not like good at something is not a problem but to say that you're going to stay there and be complacent in the fact that you are deficient is i think the problem is because instead of saying everyone should be equal you we should encourage people to be the best version of themselves that they can be to to dig deep and and find out what their strengths are and work to really solidify their strengths and identify their weaknesses and work to bring up their weaknesses to a level where they can function and thrive and survive or not even survive just to thrive, you know, because that, that's the mindset. And I, and I guess that that's not even, I guess that's where I'm coming from. Like the whole clickbaity thing, like equality is a myth changed my mind. Yeah. Do I think that way? In some ways I do, but I think that, the reason I think that is because I have seen people be complacent in settling for equality when they could strive for bettering themselves and not saying, I'm not just equal to you. I've taken what I've learned in my life experience and my education, and I've surpassed you. I've surpassed you. I've, I've, I'm leaps and bounds ahead of you. Like, like I'm, I am supreme to Stephen circa three years ago. Right. Like I am supreme to Steven when I was in college. Like you remember me. I am better than I am now. I'm I'm a supreme version of myself. That's not that's not me being like that. Steven was a loser or whatever. I mean, he was. And I identified that and I said, all right, send it. I'm going to get better. And I think that that's the mentality that people should have. I, I didn't look around me and say, oh, well, everyone has to come down to my level. I said, no, no, no. I'm going to rise above my station and I'm going to become the best version of myself that I could possibly be. And in doing that, I realized there is no finish line. There is no end point. There is no, there is no reward or trophy 
when you reach a certain place, you constantly are identifying strengths and weaknesses and you're constantly refining and growing and changing. And that is what made America great. And that is what will keep America great. Hashtag Trump 2020. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. But like, yeah, I'm sorry. I had to ruin it. But like, I really do believe that. Like, it, it really is like, that is what makes this country so goddamn awesome is because you can come here with pennies and, and make a name for yourself. You can come here with nothing and say, I'm not comfortable being at nothing. I'm going to make myself, I'm going to work hard. And by working hard, I'm going to improve myself. I'm not going to settle for equality. I'm going to settle for supremacy. I'm going to settle for it. And I don't think that, like, I think that that word supremacy has been just drugged through the mud by racists and by assholes. And I don't think intrinsically it means anything negative. It just means that you're better. And there are people that are better. There are people that are better than me. There are people that are worse than me. And that's, I mean, that's, I don't want to say okay, because it shouldn't be okay. They should look at, they should, not that I'm some paragon of anything, but they should look at anybody, their idols, their heroes, and say, I'm going to be better than that guy like a computer nerd, I'm going to be better than Steve Jobs or I'm going to be better than Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or whatever it is. Like I'm going to be better than my heroes so that I can be the best I can be. That's Mike it. drop. <laughs> Mike drop. I mean, I think I we, we, we probably should have said at the start, but we'll, I'll say it now. The, the goal of this is never to upset or hopefully people don't listen to this and feel like offended. Uh, they might, I don't know, but that's not the goal. Rob. The goal is to not just like trigger people there. Are I did pl- say faggot earlier, so that might be a problem. I think, yeah. I mean, that word still makes me cringe big time on the inside, but I, I, I got the, the reference. It is, it is, I, I work in a school, a high school and kids still say that. So it's still a thing. No matter I mean, how many I, times I describe lie. that, but I, I do still say it, but I don't say it like I would never, I would never like call that's never like, I don't mean it like, oh, you're, you're a gay person and that means you're better, like, or you're worse than me. It just means like, I don't know. I think that words can change. See, I think we, there's, there's a lot of things that we disagree on the two of us. And that was why this concept came about. We've, over yes. the years and years of our friendship, there has been a lot of times where we've had very serious discussions from two opposing viewpoints, and some of them have lasted for months or years <laughs> where we continually yeah. go back to topics and readdress things and just keep going back and forth, like debating each other. And that was kind of the concept of this, to show, like, like you said at the start, there is a lot of discussions now where it is if you don't agree with me, then you are my enemy and yes. you are inferior or you are stupid or, you know, in a, like a, what's the word, like the tunnel, what's the word I'm looking for of like where you're an echo chamber. Yeah. An echo chamber. You're just like in your own echo chamber or whatever. Yeah. Instead of thinking, okay, well someone can have a, based on their world experiences and their, life experiences and all of that can have a different viewpoint to me, but still be a rational human being who I enjoy and, and love. So that is like the point of this is to not only just discuss a concept that we might disagree on. um, Sure. But to, that's like the real arcing goal of this is to show that two people can have differing opinions and still be fine. Like it's, yeah, it's I mean, okay like I, to be different. I, I think that I think that that's again like our differences, because like you've changed my mind on a lot of things. I, I mean, like I don't know if I've changed your mind, and that's okay if I haven't. But you've you've definitely like because I'm very much a reactionary contrarian. Like I I'm a firebrand. I say crazy things, and then I usually say crazy things to get a reaction out of people, and then where they're like. You can't say that. And I'm like, whoa. And then I'll dial it back and refine my position until it's something that is like Joey complimented me. (laughs) My girlfriend complimented me the other day because I made a post about transgender people. Like these two, 
these two, this trans couple murdered their baby because I forget what the fucking reason was. Damn it, I should have saved the story. I read this news article and it was these people killed their baby, murdered it because it didn't want to be a boy or girl or something like that. Um, or it didn't, I forget how it worked. They stabbed it. And I was like, I made a point basically saying like, do what you want to do, but like stay away from the kids. Like that was, I worded it a lot longer, but I said, do what you want to do, stay away from the kids. And Joey like commented and like messaged me on Instagram was like, proud of you. And I was like, for what? She was like, you got your point across without being an asshole. And I was like, well, I guess I'm learning. And you know and what? Like, that's, that, is, that is our, that should be the goal of everybody. That, that should be yeah. like the bottom line is that we should all be able to get our points across just without being assholes. There's too much, there's too many assholes in the world. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking, Anchor has this ability where you can share a link and people can record a message that you can oh, then cool. include on the next one. So what I'll do is oh, yeah. when this is uploaded, I'll share the link on Twitter to the podcast itself. But then on that tweet, I'll also include the link to that. So if, if you, if one of the four people who are listening to this decided yes. that they wanted to respond. Hello, myself. Hello, Joey and Richard and someone from China. Um, if any of you guys want to give a viewpoint uh, or maybe we said something that you disagreed with, let's continue the discussion because we should be able to have discussions and talk about things rationally and grow. That's, that's the thing. Of like, course. You, you don't grow anywhere by just digging your feet in and surrounding yourself in that echo chamber and not listening to the other viewpoints. So if you want to share your viewpoint on this or anything that we talked about, then yes. click that link. I think the, the Twitter is the same as the podcast name. Was it something I said? And um, it sh you should be able to see it on there. This is the definition of was it something I said? I think this is the definition of this entire podcast because I always say things and then I'm like, oh man, people are upset. I wonder if it was something I said. Thank you.